Socialites, welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Welcome to 2022. What a year. What a year already. Can you believe it? 2021 is gone and what? You know what I can't believe? We've been in a pandy, gay for pandemic, for about what? Like, is it? It's almost over two years now. That's psychotic. Ooh, baby. I'm ready to get rid of that bibbidi-bobbidi bullshit because uh, I'm just not not having it. Not doing it anymore. Let me tell you something. My 2022 is off to a a great start. Be jealous. We got, drumroll please, a dog. Beautiful golden retriever puppy. Absolute loving him he's the best he's so good you guys i don't know what it is but like gold his name's mac by the way mac short for Mackinaw, which um if you're from the mitten state of michigan you understand that it's a city and a bridge and an island and uh now you know off the off the northern tip of the lower peninsula of Michigan. So a little ode to Mish over here in CC Wee Wee, gay for Seattle. Um, golden retrievers. I don't know if this is all of them or just mine, but they sort of come on auto good. Like this dog is blowing my friggin' mind. So he couple backstories. We bring him home. Sure, first day cries through the night. Right. And that is not pleasant. Got up three times, let him out. Day two, slept through the night and has slept anywhere between eight to 10 hours through the night every night since we've brought him home, which was like three weeks ago. Hello. Blessing. That's amazing. Taught him how to sit within the first week. And he was potty trained within like five days, five days. We bring him home to Seattle. He adjusts very quickly to our house. He likes it. He seems to be comfortable. He actually told me, you have a great house. I love how this looks like. I just walked into a crate and barrel. Great job. So glad that my dads are gay. He said that. But he he had to poop. All right? And um, he was like circling and doing like his poop thing. And he went and sat by the door and he just looked at us. We're like, okay, dog's got to poop. Went to take him out. When I took him out, it was pouring rain because it's Seattle, right? We went to the grass. He looked at me and beelined it back to our front door. I was like, oh no. So I like gave him a couple minutes. He went back to the door like he has to poop. Did the exact same thing. I'm like, oh shit. I live in Seattle with a dog that doesn't like rain. This is going to be a doozy. So um, we have a rain jacket for him that I put on him. And uh, he was like fine with it. We went outside and he was just distracted. So didn't poop. I was like, oh, God. I think it was like the rain hitting the jacket and making like a little pitter patter betwixt his ears. So it was just too distracting. So to get this dog to poop in monsoon style rain, I took him out with an umbrella 
had an umbrella over him so no rain would get on him. I'm crouching down, playing a little game of crouching tiger, hidden puppy. And uh, eventually he begins to take a shadoob, right? Mind you, I have the umbrella over the dog and not myself. So I come back into the house looking like a drowned, harassed rat. And Morgan's like, did he go? I'm like, yeah, he went. But like, I can't be living here in Seattle taking my dog out to pee in the style of singing in the rain. Like, no, I can't do that. You guys bring home a puppy too? It is like kindergarten teaching day one. They come to you completely feral. They know nothing. You know how that is. You got a classroom of kids. They're like, leave their moms for the first time. It's fun for maybe like 14 seconds. And then they realize, oh shit, I'm by myself in a room of strangers. Cry. Someone press the cry alarm so I can just sit here and cry. If you're lucky, you have some who are just like so excited and they're into it. But day one of kindergarten, day one through five of kindergarten, you're going to have some criers for sure. I get it. They're little bitty babies and they are feral mammals just running about completely untrained. Now, I did get a little heat about saying what I'm about to say on the Internet. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, great. If, if you were offended, like, okay, but you have to understand two things. One, what I'm saying is completely true. You cannot look at it any other way. And two, I'm not like causing harm. But training a newborn puppy and training a class of kindergartners, you guys, the similarities, it's literally the same thing. I said this online and people were like, you are you are contributing to the harm of children by comparing them to dogs. No, no, honey. Listen to me, sugar tits. I'm not comparing them to dogs. I'm saying <laughs> the training process is literally the same thing. It's rewards, 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 rewards until they just understand what to do. That's it. That's teaching kindergarten. Also, it is structured play in small increments. Oh, well, isn't that interesting? Sounds just like kindergarten. It is shake a can of pennies when you misbehave. Okay, maybe don't do that one in your kindergarten class. But I'm just going to say this. If you did... That shit would be highly effective. Don't quote me, but uh, it would. Okay, I'm literally sitting here teaching my dog things like his name to come when I call his name. It's the same in kindergarten. When you hear the chime, come to the carpet. It's like Pavlog and Pavlog's dog. It should have been Pavlog's class of five-year-olds. It's unbelievable. Now, I get how some people might have got a little bit butthurt about it, but also it's like so true. Positive reinforcement through and through to get them to do the expected behavior. Is that not teaching? Hello. Anyway, I digress. I get off my my bark box. That's like, you know, a soapbox. But when you're talking about your dog. Okay. So what was it? It was probably about day six, day five, day six. And 
I had to take him outside. And it was a little bit icy in Michigan, which it wasn't Seattle, by the way, when we got back. Like, super icy, very unexpected. Seattle wasn't ready for it. They don't have, like, equipment to take care of any of that. So it was just a complete shit show. Cars slipping and sliding down the hills. They just, I'm like, do you guys even know that you can put chains on your tires? Yeah, it's bad for the road, but that's why you pay our taxes. Anyway, I take him out in Michigan and right away, it's icy on the back porch, on my parents' back porch, okay? So I take about 14 steps on their back porch, and I slip, and I fall. And, like, we're close enough to the grass. So I made a decision to just, I wasn't a throw. I gently tossed Mac into the grass so he didn't take a collapse onto the pavement with me, right? Now, I fell. The dog landed gracefully like on like I threw him onto a cloud. He did his business and I was just sitting there realizing that I ate shit on these brick pavers. Okay, do you ever get hurt and you don't realize it until like a little while after? So I stand up. I'm like, ow, I think I'm okay. I look at my toe and um, just... I don't even know how to explain this. There was just a pool of blood by my foot. And my when I fell, my toe was actually between two brick pavers. So when I fell, it was almost like my toe slid across a cheese grater. And there is now a quarter-sized chunk of human missing from my toe. And I'm like, oh, God, here's something you need to know about me. I cannot handle blood and guts at all. Quick ADHD backstory. I was actually a transporter in a hospital as my as one of my many jobs in college. Okay, It was absolutely disgusting and was not meant for me. We would get slips for patients to take them over to x-ray and you'd go get them from the emergency room. And it was just a bloodbath. I'm like. Please tell me what horror movie this person was starring in because I can't deal with this much. Also, I'm pretty sure I can see your placenta falling out of your pachyma right now. I'm not made for this, okay? But I worked with like a bunch of other people who were also in like our, you know, early, early 20s, but they were all studying to be doctors. I got it. I worked with my cousin. Hey, Linz. I worked with my cousin and she was studying to be a nurse and she loved this stuff. One time I got a slip for a patient who had an ice skate in their forehead. And I immediately was like, oh, hell no. And I just like held it up. I was like, who wants it? And they were all like, me, me, me. Clearly, I gave it to my cousin. But I was just like, no, I'm not dealing with any of this. It just, my my stomach falls out of my asshole every time this happens. Even in kindergarten, when the kids hurt themselves, I just look up, I'm like, you're fine, you're fine. And I say that to them because I'm not, okay? You know when they fall and knock their head into the corner of a desk and you're just like, oh shit, this is so much blood. I'm literally trying to keep myself from passing out. So I'm looking at them, but I'm actually looking past them. So I can, oh guys, when their teeth fall out, and there's just that bloody hole in their face. I'm like, oh, get to the office. Okay. Mama wasn't built for this. My pay grade does not include mending your dry sockets. Okay. Goodbye. So 
back to the story. I look down and I realize I have a quarter sized chunk missing out of my toe and I'm just like, oh shit. So I let the dog run and I go into the house. I'm like, dad, get the dog. He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, dad, get the dog. So I just go to the sink and run my toe under cold water and try to get the bleeding to stop. It bled for three days, everybody. I'm okay. My toe's still okay, but I have it. But I put online, I was like, is this what pet ownership is? And everybody was like, Oh, yeah. So I asked for responses on Facebook of ways that people have hurt themselves taking care of their pets. And the answers were just fantastic. So we're going to get into some of those right now. I'll just start with the very first one that I read. It, it, it set the bar pretty high. Now, I've told you, country people and country children in, in these rural areas of Estados Unidos, y'all just hit different. I don't know what it is, but it's different. It's just not what I'm used to. And your stories are amazing. I had a woman tell me that she had a knock on her door at 3 o'clock in the morning from the police. She was very alarmed. So when she went to the door, they told her that nine, nine of her horses had escaped and they were just galloping down the expressway <laughs> just running into freedom like that is litter is that not a movie like the great horse escape the great Clydesdale escape like that is the plot of a movie these horses you know wait till the middle of the night they devise a plan to get out and they just run down the highway I love it it was good <laughs> to you, woman who told me this, I love you. I hope, and I hope your horses are okay. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this. Okay, you guys, this I, I'm a little sick. One thing that I find so funny, have you ever looked up YouTube videos of like little kids being chased by birds or like mean geese or swans attacking people? It's so sad, but it's hilarious. I just find so much funny in it. Okay, this one, <laughs> this one made me laugh and it shouldn't have. Okay, Jessica wrote me and she said, when I was six years old, I was helping my dad do morning chores. Right off the bat, Jessica, love your rural ass. You're amazing. I went to let out the sheep and next thing you know, okay, mind you, this girl's six years old. Okay, so picture a kindergartner doing this. I went to let <laughs> I went to let out the sheep, and next thing you know, I'm on the ground being trampled by 15 sheep. I'm then promptly pulled by my arm with my dad yelling, what are you doing? I'm fine, but a little traumatized. I remember going to school and smelling like sheep all day. <laughs> the best part about this is any suburban mom, if this happened to your child, you know, you'd be like, you're not going to school. I'm pretty sure I got to get you a tetanus shot. Like, let's go figure it out. Is there such thing as mad sheep syndrome? Like, we got to we got to get this baby taken care of. You're not going to school. But this farmer dad was just like, get your ass up, grab your backpack. I don't give a shit if you smell like shit. You're going you're going to class. Time to learn how to read, write, and multiply. Two sheep plus two sheep can quickly equal four sheep. Like, that's just like, that's just so country. I, I love it. Let's see what else we got in here. Oh, God, I shouldn't laugh at this one, but 
this does sound like something that I'm eventually going to um, look up on YouTube. My five-year-old daughter, oh, poor baby, poor baby. My my five-year-old daughter was trying to play fetch with our lab, but she didn't want her to run away. Isn't that the point of fetch? Like kindergarten logic will never not be funny to me. She wanted to play fetch, but he, she didn't want the lab to run away. Perfect five-year-old sense made. So while holding the dog with a leash, she launched the tennis ball. The dog took off with my daughter who was holding onto the leash. Two broken bones and surgery later. Lesson learned the hard way. Okay, the broken bones and surgery is sad. But the visual of this five-year-old standing there and just like in an instant becoming airborne. I'm going to hell for sure. That does remind me. Okay, we did have, first of all, I do need to let everybody know um, a couple things. If I... I'm reading a book right now. It's about like training your dog to go hiking with you because Morgan and I are kind of into that. And by Morgan and I, I mean Morgan. I just go and try not to complain as much as possible. Can we just, there are people out there who look at mountains and are just like, I want to go up it. I look at mountains. I'm like, where's the gondola? Like, seriously? Do we even have enough snacks to make it? And then once we get up there, what do we do? You sit and look. Oh, my ADHD ass is not exactly equipped to sit and look. Unless there's painting with a twist at the top of this thing and a bottle of Malbec and an array of colors so I can paint the sunset. I don't know if it's for me, but he loves it. And I do love doing it with him. I do appreciate the exercise. And every time I get to the top of the mountain, I'm like, okay, this was like, you know, kind of worth it. Who else gets to see these beautiful views? But at the same, like he, he, Morgan one time, you guys, he climbed Mount Rainier, which I don't know if you know this, is a friggin' volcano. I'm sorry, what? I also can't believe we live in Seattle. We live on a known fault line and you can see a volcano from my roof. Like, this ain't Hawaii, bitch. Why the hell did people just decide to take over this land and live here? Like the Vikings that did that shit, your ass is stupid as hell. But here we are in Rain City with a dog that won't shit when there's precipitation. Fantastic. Getting off my bark box. Anyway, reading this book about hiking. And this girl who wrote the book is actually super, she's very transparent. And what I like about the book, and this is what I like about, you know, I, when I watch the news and things like that, which I don't do too often because I hate how things are just so abstractly skewed to get you to think one specific way. And this goes for all news, right? I think in order to like healthily digest what's happening in the world, you have to look at like multiple sources and then make up your own mind about how you feel. That's what I, that's me, Okay. So whenever I come to an opinion piece, instead of just agreeing with it, I always, you know, take it with a grain of salt and try to find the other argument and read all about it and figure out what I think. So anyway, one thing that's been happening a little bit with Mac is people are like sliding into the DMs and they're like, I can't believe you got a dog from a breeder. Okay, 
stop right there. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, soul sister. Like, if you're going to come for me, it's not going to be cute, first of all. But people are literally just going in with the claws out about, you know, me getting the dog for my breeder. And if that's you, great. But listen, okay, when that sort of attacking comes at me right away, it's an instant block. I don't need that energy in my life. And I, and I don't need you following the account. And I, and I don't need you to bring your shit at me in a negative way. It is an instant block. I'm not even going to try and reason with you and tell you what I'm about to tell everybody else. I'm not. Okay. Here's what you need to know about me that you don't. When I was younger, we rescued a dog from the Detroit Humane Society. The dog mauled me in the face. One of the reasons I always have facial hair is because I actually have a scar underneath my beard. Didn't know that, did ya? Okay, so I appreciate everybody who does the rescue things and that. It's not for me. I'm not going to do it. Now, the other side, what people don't understand, these people who are like attacking me from getting a dog from a breeder There is a difference from getting a dog from a reputable, well-known, registered breeder, right? AKC registered, all that, where you have access to see their practice, how they do what they do, answer questions. You want a breeder that will reject you if they don't think that, you know, you're going to bring this puppy everything it needs to be qualified. They should allow you to see the mom where they are housed, what's going on, give you the family lineage who just who take into account the dogs that they are pairing together based on the genetic background and makeup. All of that. That's a responsible breeder. Okay, what's not responsible is seeing someone with a box of puppies on the side of the road. For like $500 and just being like, okay, and getting that. That dog could be from a puppy mill. You don't know. Getting a dog from Craigslist. Does it come from a puppy mill? Are people breeding with malpractice? There's very bad ways of doing that. So getting a dog from a breeder without doing your research and it ended up being a not reputable breeder, not the best thing to do. Girl, I did years of research before getting Mac. I asked shitloads of questions before agreeing to do what I did. So do not come for me in the comments with this. I can't believe that you would. No, 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 no. Pause. Stop. Check yourself before you wreck yourself because block, bitch. Bye. Anyway, so the book that I'm reading goes and talks about all of that, right? She talks about if you're going to get a rescue dog, here are the pros and cons. If you're going to get a dog from a breeder, here's the pros and cons. If you're going to get a dog for breeder, here's what you should know. Here's what's ethical and what's not. If you're going to get a dog from a, a a rescue, here are your options. She even went on to talk about like, you, you want something specific doesn't mean you have to get your dog from a breeder. You could go to a rescue that does specific dogs. They might come with these issues. They might not. It was wonderful. But I appreciated that she gave the reader the option to do both things. Okay? Well, now you know. Backing this train up a little bit. That was a huge ADHD tangent. And if you're still along for this journey, thank you. Anyway, so we got... A a golden retriever. When I was growing up, we had our first golden retriever, Marshall, who was just perfect. Okay. We got our second golden retriever, 
And I don't think I want to say it was the wrong way. It was definitely from a breeder. Um, I wouldn't say this was a backyard breeder, which you can go do your own research on backyard breeders. Not a fantastic practice. Typically, it's just like people who are like, I want to breed my dog. Let's not neuter it. Puppies. Okay. So we get this dog from a breeder and... I don't know why my dad and I were like, we want an active dog that we can do stuff with, you know? So we picked the most insane puppy in the litter, like the one that would not stop. Like we picked that. Warning, warning, don't do that. Pick the sleepy one, all right? This dog, we named him Cranston, long story. That's what we named him. Um, was completely unhinged. This dog had the energy of a greyhound that was crossbred with a cheetah. Non-stop. Morning to night. Would take a five-minute nap and wake up like we just changed the batteries. And by batteries, I'm not talking double-A. This thing was running on a car battery. And the fuel inside of that battery was friggin' Red Bull. This dog was friggin' nuts. Nuts. So my mom one time, oh, oh, this is how nuts the dog was, okay? He would run away. Never listened to anything. Would just run. So my dad put two um, cement blocks on either side of our yard and put a wire in between that. And then we would clip him to his leash in the wire so he could run, run, run back and forth and not get away. Two cylinder blocks on each end, you guys. That's probably, I'm going to go ahead and guess, they were probably 30 pounds each. This dog would run forward from the middle of the run, and he would be just lunging like a friggin' He was 10 weeks old, 14, 15 weeks old. He was lunging like a Malamute who was running on the Alaskan Trail. With a with a pack behind him and someone in the sleigh, just home, 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 and he dragged both cement blocks across the backyard. That's how wacko this dog was. All right, like this dog was born by a toxic waste plant or something. So anyway. Well, that didn't work, right? So we found this. There's like screw things that you can get for your yard, and it's it looks like an it looks like a an ice fishing auger. All right, you auger this thing down into the ground, and then there's you know a little triangle at the top, and you can just hook your dog to that, and they can run around and be safe in your backyard, right? So we did that. We hooked him up to that. It worked for a little bit. One day, my mom went to you know hook him up. She hooked him up and he immediately lunged. I think he saw a rabbit or something like that. Don't fully remember. But when he lunged, that auger ripped out of the ground, flew across the backyard and launched itself directly into my mom's calf. So this dog is now running away and my mom has to unscrew this auger from her leg. <laughs> she was like, fuck it. Let the dog run. <laughs> he just like ran away. OK, he didn't. Ran. We got him back. Like we went to go find him. But first she had to get this like tetanus ridden metal skewer out of her appendage. Like that's how nutso whatso this dog was. 
So these, <laughs> these painful things happen. So just so everybody knows, my mom is okay. She was okay. She did have, she had this scar on her leg. We got the dog back and everybody lived happily ever after. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get, that was, that was ADHD ridden. And I love you guys for being here on this journey. Let's get into another one. This one's about a cat. Cats are something else. I'm not, okay. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm not a cat person. I'm just allergic and I'm allergic to all forms of Actually, so there we go. Sorry, said the P word. I am. I'm allergic to cats, but I don't not like them. I think they're cool. I kind of like how they have attitudes and they just like do what they want. Here's a prime example. When I lived at home with my parents, they would get mad at how my cat would eat food like it was the first time and then puke its life up on the carpet. I was trying to move him to the hardwood to be in a better place to puke, but he wouldn't move from the carpet. Finally, he was about to puke on my bed, and I caught it in my hands in a moment of panic. Little bastard now comes and climbs into my lap to puke because he knows I'll catch it. Here's a picture for reference. First of all, this cat is looking deep down into my soul in this picture with a face that's just like, I know you're going to talk about me on your podcast, you asshole. <laughs> like it is just dark gray with these eyes of hate peering into my face. And that is why I don't hate cats. I'm not necessarily going to go ahead and say I like them, but I don't hate them. I think they're nice. I wish I could pet them. Cats also know that you're allergic to them. I have cats all up in my shit left and right. They just, they're attracted to me because they're like, let's make him sneeze. Ha 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 Asshole. This one's great. It's about a parrot. Also, bird people, bird people are your next level. Like, if you're a bird person, I don't know. Good for you, I guess. That takes a lot of energy. Birds are smart as hell. There are crows, you guys, this is true. There are crows that live across the street from me in this tree. I used to feed them, and now they swarm at me whenever I wear this very specific hat because they're like, oh, the feeding man's going to come out here. Just don't judge me. It was the pandemic. I was in a time of weakness and I thought I'd make friends with crows. Actually, I was trying to train them, which is fucked up. Anyway, these crows, there is a hole in the road that they can't reach down far enough. But there's always a little bit of rainwater in it because it's Seattle, right? But then like seeds or whatever will fall down in there. I shit you not. I watch these crows. They will take rocks and sticks and things and drop it into the hole to get the water level to rise so that they can get the nuts or whatever it is that they're trying to eat. That should scare you. Okay. Birds are going to take over. They're horrifying. Okay. So this woman writes about her African gray parrot, which is, I want to say like the Mercedes of birds like it is it is it's a choice it's a choice I was taking care of my aunt's African gray parrot her cage door was open because she loved to climb all over it and perch on top well I was sweeping up her mess bent over to get the dustpan and she bit me on my butt hard and then she laughed about it birds are jerks that is just this is okay. That bird, she knew. She knew what she was doing. She 100%. Not only did she know what she was doing, but she she 
had the audacity to look at you in the face and say, ha, got you now, bitch. Like that is like, <laughs> that is a bird. My dad is such an asshole sometimes. He's, I love my dad. I didn't mean it like that. But like he, when we would go into a pet shop to get dog food or whatever, he would sit and talk to the parents, the parrots, not parents. He would sit and talk to the parrots and he would say, shot in a beer, shot in a beer, shot in a beer over and over and over again until the birds like learned him and learned how to say it when we would come back. The owners were just like, thanks, you ass. Now we have parrots in our shop that can't be sold. <laughs> That's my family. If, if, you, if you need a little inside look, that's the shit that we would do. This, this one's bad. Not so much taking care of a pet, but my cat once tripped me. First of all, it was on purpose. My cat did trip me, and I did one of those hilarious pratfall kind of stumbles all across the living room. For those of you who don't know, that's where you like take like 15 steps and you're trying to like catch yourself and then you hit and eat your shit. Like it's bad. I did one of those pratfall kind of stumbles all the way across the living room before finally face planting into the stone hearth. Oh no, luckily only a small scrape under my eye, but it bled like someone shot me. <laughs> Can I just say, I love you guys. Like the way you guys tell stories to me is just amazing. I love reading your stuff and the, it's just great. <laughs> bled like somebody shot me. Okay, here we go. One last one. And I'm going to do this because it's a picture of a cow, so I don't know what's happening. Only completely tore three of the four shoulder tendons, dislocating and fractured shoulder socket bone. It required surgery after wearing a sling for six weeks and then, and then three months of physical therapy. My sweet puppy loved to go on daily walks to visit cows until she one day... <laughs> Until she one day touched the electric fence with her nose. She will not go within sight of cows now. And it's been two years. Holy shit. That's first of all, not funny at, at all. Poor dog. But holy shit, that thing must have taken off like someone lit a rocket under its asshole. Tore three of your four shoulder tendons and <laughs> dislocated your shoulder and fractured the shoulder socket bone. Holy shit. What did she run you into a brick wall? That is nuts. Wow. Anyway, you guys, I'm loving doing this for all of you. I love making the podcast. We're going to have a great 2022 together. Uh, you heard it here first. I'm going back on tour. I'm not touring in the summer this year for the first time. I'm going to take the summer off to enjoy it for myself, but I'm going heavy. I'm doing two tours this year. I'm doing a spring tour and I'm doing a fall tour. We're going to be releasing dates soon. So uh, stay tuned for all of that. It's going to be coming out. If you don't see your city in the spring tour, don't worry. It's probably in the fall tour. I got some good ones on there. Cannot wait to get back on the road and to meet all of you guys one way that you can uh get tickets first and foremost tickets actually go on sale first to patreon members to make sure that you can not only get the best seats but to make sure that you can get a seat before the show sell out you can become a patreon fan and get 
tons of bonus content uh, while being a Patreon fan at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Um, and it helps support the podcast and keeps us going. Want to give a quick shout out to our newest Patreon members. Big hello and thank you to Chelsea Dirks, Grace Crowell, Alyssa Robinson, Jennifer Hoyle, Beth Kensinger, Victoria Weston, Sarah Naftal, Rachel Kaplan, Erica Boardwell, Christy, just Christy, S. Bunn, hello S. Bunn, Abby, just Abby, Rachel Scripture, and Amber Rios. Hey guys, thank you so much for becoming Patreon members. I love you all and I love the rest of you all too. Again, become a Patreon member and support the podcast at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. I love you guys so much and I will see you all next time on the Social Studies Podcast. Thank you and uh, if you have a couple minutes, go ahead on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a five-star review and write a positive review. I would absolutely love that. I love you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Bye.